0: Hello, I am Mariano Gutierrez Alarcon and welcome to the 12th Man Academy, the show that asks the questions we believe the fans want to know about football. Training me for this series is well-known and passionate manager Gus Poet and our voice of the fans long-suffering supporter Steven Brown. Together, we will get inside the pitch and hope to answer your doubts about managing at the top end of the game while we get the inside track of being a top-level football manager. In each episode, We get a better understanding of the thoughts, the decision-making, and the philosophies of a top-level coach, from picking a club captain, to tactics and team identity as we connect the fans to the manager. In this series, we reference to past events, as we use examples that were happening in the football world at the time we recorded this podcast. This is the first part episode where we see set pieces in depth.
1: How how important are the pieces in a team? And, and from a manager point of view, how do they train those things?
2: Well, the, the, there, is, there is two sides, no? The offenses and the defensive, which uh, they're all part of the same. It's incredible to see how the players they normally enjoy a little bit more the attacking than the defending, obviously. One is about concentration. Concentration, because you need to be concentrating your marking or in your uh, zone position and attacking the ball in a certain way. And the other one is more respecting something that you train and that you can uh, take advantage, like we say in the delivery. From my experience is one of the parts of football that improves the most um, is uh, being trained more than ever. When I was very young, We practically didn't train. We train in precision and see you later. You know, this is how we're gonna defend two or three times, blah, 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 gone. Then this is why we're gonna do an attack, two or three corners, see you later, okay? Then we started looking at the opposition with the videos and with the technology and and trying to, you know, train during the week certain things. But now there is people that are paying a lot of attention, a lot, and I mean uh, a lot they probably think that they are scoring in short uh, tournaments, even 50% of the goals by a set piece. So that's how important they are. And that's how important they are as well for the position to be aware that they are very dangerous in set-pieces. So you need to be defending those uh, situations. But there is many, many things that we, we can talk That It will make it a little bit spicy because I think that there is a responsibility in the coach. Now there is coaches for set-pieces. But it's an immense responsibility on the player, and everything is starting the delivery. Without the delivery, there is nothing. If you want to take a corner and put the ball in a certain place, you need that delivery to be good. You can make the best moves, you can be the best blocks. Now, with the VAR, it's a little bit more difficult, but work it out. But the delivery is the key for me. Short
3: corners is the biggest question I have. When we talked about doing set pieces, Mariano knows my hatred of short corners. If you can't hit across from a dead ball, what's the point? I know it's, you're supposed to shift it, get them, move them about, and Like just get it in a box. Because by nine times out of 10, <laughs> it's a waste. It just comes back <laughs> out anyway.
2: Very very old fashioned. I, I tell you, one of the reasons it could be, it could be yeah, when they move the ball. If they move it against any kind of defense, it's, it's a decision that, like you, I don't understand. Okay. Uh, definitely it's easier to hit the ball when it's dead and in the corner spot that moving it. Now, I like me as a, as a coach to move the ball when the opposite team marking zone, all of them, because they are defending an area, a zone, a position where is it most dangerous, you know, in front of the goal. Now, when you move the ball and take it away from the goal line, normally they need to move. And when they move, they are not marking that area that they want to mark. And they are a little bit all over the place, normally. So that's a good option to move the ball. Now, moving it for moving it for playing short, yes, me, I agree with you, Steve, is not worth it. Because uh, when you get a corner, the idea is to try to use that as an opportunity to score. So what better that you put it close to the ball? Now, the, the other situation as well, that teams that play is because they don't have consistency in the delivery. And that's why we need to talk a little bit longer. What do you have in your squad? Which kind of players? that they're gonna give you a consistent delivery. So meaning there is a place in the box, near a post, middle of the box, second composed pingy or or bend it or, you know, on a certain high that they can repeat most of the time. So you know, or your team knows where that ball is gonna drop. So then you can use that to make different movements or depending on how the position mark to take advantage. Let's start from the throwing, which is the easiest. Okay. Throwing is simple. If you go somewhere you can put the ball in the box, then you can start working it. The rest is the normal work in a, in a set place anywhere. When we talk about set place, it's with the option to score. Eh? If, if you go that option to, you know, to have that kind of the lap, what I call the lap of throw, I think something very interesting to work because uh, it's, sometimes it's more consistent than the corner. I think we can agree to that still. Yeah. You know, as I, as a,
3: um, a coach that plays football, um, is it something that you would think, no, I've, I'm a football purist, I want to, we play football, we're not playing uh, rugby or whatever, javelin, yeah. and discus. <laughs> I,
2: th- I think I think me, if I had to define my game, yes, definitely the, boss, the ball is the most important and I want to play football in a nice way for people to, uh, to, to enjoy. But if you have someone very special with that ability, I think you need to take advantage. Especially, like I said to you, because there is a consistency in the delivery. This is a good secret for you. We train with uh, Juan de Ramos, okay, when we play stoke away, not to kick the ball for a throw near the box. Uh, and if it was, uh, you know the typical one that is going to go for a corner and you save it to give a throw in, leave it for a corner because the stoke was more dangerous with the throw than with the corner because of the consistency, which is incredible, no? Now, it was difficult for the players. I think you can imagine how you can remember when you're gonna go and, and clear a ball, not to kick it next to the flag to kick it for the corner. Imagine if you kick in the corner, <laughs> they will kill you, no the fans. But it's, it's an option and you need to think about it
1: Penalties is something that in England is very, very, very well covered. Many, many disappointments, sorry Steven. Uh, many disappointments <laughs> in World Cups. But yes, I think it's one of the most trained so far. The
2: the problem with the penalties is that. Uh... You don't imagine how many penalties a week the players they take during this, the week. It's, it's immense. They, they take every session at the end of the session, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The penalty takers, they take penalties and penalties and penalties. There is nothing that is more trained than that. The problem that you cannot reproduce is the moment of the penalty, the stadium, the pressure, the, the minute. It's not the same a penalty in the first minute. We nil-nil. The penalty in the last minute, losing one nil It's not the same. So you are an specialist or you are no? For me, that is simple. The penalty is simple. Specialist, non-specialist.
1: Can if you, you train? Are a specialist. Can Can you train that sort of mentality in a player? No,
2: the, it, it no.
1: comes naturally. It's, if no. It's not... no,
2: no, no, no. You can train the technique. The technique, but no, I'm the saying, I'm saying, the, the 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 hitting you can train it, but the point that you cannot train is how to control the emotions of what is going through your head before you kick it. So you can be the best penalty taken in training, but you cannot reproduce what is going to happen in the game. And that is something that you need to check. That's what I said to you, there's pe- there people that they take penalty constantly, and it looks like nothing. And then there is penalties, that you see in penalty shutouts that you know, whoa, you know, he doesn't want to be there. And then maybe they score, but that doesn't mean that they don't want to be there, because they're different. No, I, I don't think you can train. I was not a penalty taker. I was not, so I know why it, it means having that consistency and 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 the, and dealing with that situation, uh, you know, week in, week out.
1: Uh, yeah, I, Maradona, great players have missed very important penalties in their careers. Uh, yeah, but that,
2: that's another thing, Mariano. The only one they miss is the one they take. If you don't take penalty, you never miss. So Maradona probably took 200 penalties and missed two. People remember those two. but well, with that one, well, because we are negative. You know, people think that it is easy. Now, it's the best chance of the game. You can play football anywhere, but having that possibility of having the ball there, 11 meters in a spot with your best player, with best penalty taker, like Roa said, is very difficult for the keeper. But the keeper, they got nothing to lose. And nobody remembers when they concede a penalty. We only remember the goalkeeper when they save it. And that's something very nice to have.
3: Romario was the, the guy that said he was the greatest. Um, and he, he, how he took a bounty, took the same penalty every time. He just always put it to the side, into, into the
2: side netting. He had a specific, well, specific technique. Unexpected. And it's like, unstoppable. Hey. Yeah, that's unstoppable, Steven. But, you know, like I said, that's an easy one. You see, you train, you decide, you, you come uh, even practice it. I've I, I done practicing, I've done sessions where we finished the sessions on purpose when it was a draw to make them take a penalty and, and the loser team needed to do something, you know, like whatever it was, uh, a punishment. In the past, it used to be running. And now, nowadays, maybe they need to buy the shampoo for, the, for everybody or buy um, a drink or whatever to put a little bit pressure. Only for that, you, you're trying to make it that if you lose, you have to do something, you know, to recreate, but it doesn't matter. It's not the same, you know. People in the Premier League, especially, they don't care about spending £10 tomorrow in the supermarket. That missing a penalty, you know, to lose a cup final is a big difference. But penalties for me is important. Specialists, train, confidence, score. So as a
3: head coach or 1st team coach, uh, do you decide who your t- specialists are? Or is it now a case of someone's doing that full-time, they come to you and say, oh, well, I've given you... Him as your
2: free kick taker, him as your penalty taker, him as your throwing specialist. When when it's a big player, you know, you know, if you, if you're going out to Tottenham, it doesn't matter what Conte thinks or I think or you think, you know. How can take the penalty? Is a good penalty taker is it, taken. What I don't like and I never like it in my whole career is when the penalty is taken by the number nine because it's the number nine. And I will explain to you a very clear situation. And my time at Chelsea, the penalty taker was from Leber, and during my period in there, he took like. Twelve or thirteen penalty never miss. He missed the 14th. Okay? And everybody wants to take penalties. All the strikers, they want to take penalties. And we said, no, no, no. He had a penalty taken from best. Because he was the best. Now, it was easy for the coach as well. I like to confirm that. If I see a striker that is not a very good penalty taker, and I want to take penalties, with me, he doesn't take. So let's say that it depends on the quality. But no, when, when you have someone, I go one in the Greek national team now, Bacasetas. He took penalty all his life, he scores, and it's an outstanding penalty taker. Why well, I gonna change it? I mean, he takes it. But I don't like the other situation. That kind of the number nine that they had a terrible game, and because it's a penalty, he wants to have his goal and it's forcing him, you know, to take it. You remember the fight, Neymar Cavani and blah, blah, blah. That's why the, the coach needs to have an input in there and say, okay, you take the penalty if you're on the pitch. I used to do that a lot, and I, I still believe in him.
0: Thank you for listening to our episode Set Pieces Part 1 To Dilap or Not to Dilap at the 12 Man Academy. If you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe to the series. Leave a winning review or a 5 star rating on the platform you're listening on. And do not forget to check our website at www12 man academycom and let us know what would you like to know. If you would like to sponsor this podcast please email us to sponsors at the12manacademy.com See you next
2: time at the 12th Man Academy.